Welcome back to Girl Meets Show, the relationships podcast for people in relationship with TV. I'm Jordan. And I'm Taylor. It's the day we've been uh, waiting for, but also the day we never wanted to come because the final season of Search Party came and it is officially over. And, but we get to talk about it and now we get to have it forever and ever. And I'm very excited and happy about that. Before we get to search party um, news, uh, Jordan, what do you have for us this week? Um, well, today there were several shows that were announced that they were renewed, um, starting with Emily in Paris that got renewed for two more seasons, which is wild. (laughs) Just need more Emily, especially if they do a you crossover. (laughs) (laughs) This means that they can't kill Emily, so that's good. I just think that idea of Emily being the one to finally take down Joe Goldberg is genius. She Emily can't be beat. That's kind of the the plot of the whole show of her show. She always finds a way to win. So let's take Joe down once and for all. <laughs> and that's that's not TV news. That is merely fan fiction. <laughs> Don't get it twisted. Also, the morning show got renewed for season three. Um, and I'm just now seeing too that they got a new showrunner, which is actually very interesting. Yeah, I thought that was interesting, too. And I meant to look her up and didn't. Me neither. But it, but it seems like a good decision. <laughs> Whoever. I don't even know who she is, but I think I think they need something different. And yeah, it'll be interesting to see if that's like felt. Especially at the end of season two. That was so messy. They have all the ingredients for a good show. Mm-hmm. So... So maybe some fresh blood will here's, be what they need. Here's some some good news. I quickly looked up on IMDb her name. Her name's Charlotte Stout. And she was a co-executive producer on Fosse Verdon, which we loved. Hmm. Also a supervising producer on uh, season six of House of Cards. Also on Homeland. So those are that's some that's some promising uh resumes lines. Yeah. I don't know what I'm yeah. saying. <laughs> I agree. Well, that'll be very interesting. I wonder if in the world of the morning show, will they have cured COVID by the time season three comes out? <laughs> that's what I'd like to know. Great question. Uh, oh, and there was one more renewal that i think apparent judging from the headlines from news outlets people were surprised that gray's anatomy was renewed <laughs> for a 19th season the um, longest show running in history like i think people were surprised because and i did not i haven't watched in years but it did seem like um the plots of this last season were very like Bring back old characters and like kind of stuff you do in like a final season, you know. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I just well, I, I f- I'm 
curious what like kind of the long-term plan looks like for Grays. I thought I had read that like even Ellen was like this show needs to end. So I was kind of <laughs> surprised that for that reason too. Seriously. Cause like she's still mm. tied to it, so like they still they still have her. Maybe they'll do an entire um like the whole season will be a musical. <laughs> Just like Honestly? the best the best episode ever <laughs> of the series. <laughs> The musical episode. Like, let's do a whole season. I would honestly probably be more inclined to watch that because it's just like something totally different and crazy. Yes. And way to go out with a bang. That's, that's, it's almost like it's like kind of like, um, like a victory lap or something. Like, just go <laughs> balls to the wall. Like, lean into the wackiness. That sounds yeah. great. Well, and it's like they clearly have like a cult following already. So kind of just like <laughs> see what happens. Yeah. That's uh, what kind that of thing I feel experiment. like with shows that are like, and then maybe like renew it for one more. So it's a nice even 20. Like <laughs> it's just that is so many episodes of TV. Like how can you not feel burned out creatively? You know, it doesn't make any sense. Also, now I'm curious how many episodes that actually is you know what well that actually is exactly what i was just thinking like are they still doing like typical network shows like a 20 episode season also or is it shorter like streaming and hbo and stuff on imdb it says 391 episodes oh my god and that's not even counting uh it looks like they're shorter like it looks like season 18 was only is only going to be 10 episodes oh wow Wow, it's weird though because like (laughs) their last episode was on december 16th and their next episode is on february 24th network all the same you have to be so committed because there's so many breaks like that yeah oh well is it Wait, no, it's on ABC. I was going to say, is it because of, like, the Winter Olympics? But that's NBC. True. I don't that know. That is just... That is just so wild. There's going to be 400 episodes of Grey's Anatomy. Actually, but season 17 had 17 episodes. So maybe 18, they just don't have them listed yet. Oh. Well, and as we know, IMDb episode listings is one of the least reliable things on IMDb. So who I'm knows? Sorry, this is this is turning into a Grey's Anatomy podcast, but this is just fascinating <laughs> to me because season sixteen had twenty one episodes. So like, it honestly oh. seems like there's like no season fifteen had twenty five. Like, there's no rhyme or reason to the amount of episodes per season. Twenty five episodes is too many. That is insane. That is absolutely wild. Wow. Hmm. <sighs> Okay. That, I'll we, let us. we just like watch. We should watch the night. I'm not saying. Do not quote me on this because I don't really want to. But like, we should just like watch the 19th season because now we've been talking about it so much. We we owe it to the eight minutes we just spent talking about it. Oh, oh wow! In other news of shows, we will probably actually watch. Um. Exciting casting update on The White Lotus season two. They cast Aubrey Plaza and she's going to play a regular 
who's a woman on vacation with her husband and his friends, which sounds amazing. Ew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow, I can't. Did they see? I saw that, but I haven't seen anything about who's going to play her husband because I'm really curious about that. We need to know. Hmm. What if it's. <laughs> oh no, I'm in a weird mood that I'm doing fan fiction for every news item. But like, <laughs> what if it's like they actually have Jake Lacey come back and be her husband, and, but she's well, playing the same character as Alexandra Daddario, but it's just like it's a different funny. actress? Because right when you said, I wonder who's playing her husband, that's who popped in my head. I mean, <laughs> there, there you have it. fun. I feel like, I don't know. It's like, it's like how American Horror Story, it's like the same set of actors, but they're always playing different characters. I'm glad mm-hmm. that that's not what Mike White is doing for The White Lotus, but like, that would actually have been really funny. Yeah, I like it. Um, also, I just realized that how funny it is that Mike White's last name is in the title of the show. <laughs> it's his Lotus. Maybe that's why it's named that. Hmm. Good observation. Thank you. Uh, this is the latest from the And Just Like That newsroom. But <laughs> um, apparently Chris Noth was supposed to be in the finale as like kind of a flashback or a ghost or something. But um, they cut it. They said no. Bye-bye. So, adios, Senor Grande. <laughs> we don't I'm like going to speak anymore. for both of us when I say we're really excited to talk about and just like that on this podcast. FYI, so get ready. It It is exciting. We're, we're already having fun with little teasers of discussion of it. So, mm-hmm. I'm excited to have finished the whole the whole season. Me too. Um, something I bookmarked mostly for you. Um, I mean, it's for the world, but I know that you're a big fan of Scott Pilgrim versus the world. And there is a new series in the works uh, for Netflix. And it's going to be it's uh, and just a new adaptation of the graphic novels. And it looks like it's going to be an anime series. So I'm interested to see how that is. Yes, I'm very excited about that. I the, loved the movie so much that I read the graphic novels and I can see how an anime will like open even more doors, you know? Mm-hmm. Here's something I would like. I would like all of the movie cast to do the voices. <laughs> <laughs> Just a small, simple request. Well, especially because like I haven't, I actually haven't watched the movie in so long, but I'm excited to do it sometime soon because of Kieran Culkin like after seeing him as Roman it's like he's so funny in Scott Pilgrim playing like a completely different character you know mm-hmm. um also he has a very funny voiceover voice if you haven't you probably haven't because you're you aren't forced to watch football with your family on Sundays <laughs> but Kieran Culkin is like does like the voiceover for like some NFL commercials and what? it is so weird and really funny. My sister was like, wait a second. Was that Kiernan? And I was like, uh, what? And it was. We had to rewind it and it was wild. Oh my gosh. What? So he's what? been doing some VO work. So it's like for the NFL? I think that's what it was for. Wow. That's hilarious. I can only picture him doing that turkey voice from 
when he's working at the, at the Waystar Park. <laughs> um, well, and that's so funny because it also reminds me of how Brian Cox does those McDonald's ads. Yeah. So it's like runs in the family. Mm-hmm. The family business. Wow, that's hilarious. I'm 100% looking up those ads after this. Okay, good. Please that do. That is so funny. Yeah, I can't. I mean, my. Yeah, I can't remember the last time I watched a football game. So <laughs> now I have a reason to sit and watch. Consider yourself lucky. Wow. Um, That was actually all the news I had. Okay. I think I just have a couple more. Okay, perfect. Um, they released the uh, trailer for Ozark season four. And I am furious because I feel like Netflix really did a quick one on me and is now do it, it's been like this whole thing about this is the final season of Ozark just kidding we're actually going to release it in two parts so it's not really the final season and I think there's going to be like seven episodes in each one and I don't know if we know when part two is premiering so I'm annoyed but the preview or the trailer looked really good so it's fine but it's just annoying it's interesting that they don't just have it be two separate seasons. I guess it's probably plot driven that like they're not com- it's like this even within two parts it will complete like one set of stories or something, but it just mm-hmm. seems it seems like no one knew about this or else they it would have been announced more clearly. Yeah, if they did, I'm mad that no one personally told me. It's rude. I actually was because I was trying to catch up on news today um, a little earlier and I I was looking at an article um, to see if they had announced yet or when part two is dropping and I still saw nothing. Okay, so that's also actually really that's weird, actually, too. Like, we don't even know how long we'll have to wait. Yeah, no idea. Um, my last piece of news is that, well, I guess I'll start it out with a question because I'm not sure if we knew this and if we did, I guess I just didn't know this, but I remember learning that Netflix, um, like bought the rights to all the Raw Dahl books, short story collection, I guess is what it's called. Mm. I didn't know that Wes Anderson is the one who's going to be adapting all of them. I don't think I knew that either. Because you know what? Now that you're saying that, I feel like I remember that Taika was attached to something Roll Doll related. Yeah, but maybe, that's true. Maybe that was something compl- completely different. It feels like that was announced a million years ago. But the Wes Anderson factor is for sure new to me. For all, I mean, it could be that Taika stepped down to do other stuff and then Wes is the one that now is doing it. And because mm-hmm. I can see either of them making very Roll Doll style content Mm -hmm. so it's like either one would be a good fit but if there was some kind of transition there i i never heard about it either okay good very long way to say i don't know either (laughs) (laughs) i'm glad it's not just me and i'm very excited and um dev patel and benedict cumberbatch are both tied to the first project and um yeah, very excited. 
and it'll be on Netflix. Did I already say that? I think I said that in the beginning, but that's why I'm yeah. talking about it is because it is TV slash streaming related. So there. There. Um, okay, sorry. My last piece of news that I feel like we have to talk about is the Golden Globes. Did you know that they were still happening via Twitter? No. Someone said something to me about it this weekend, and I was like, huh? And then <laughs> she was like, oh, actually, I was like, they're still doing those at all? She was like, yeah, they're tomorrow. And she was like, oh, it's not on TV. Oh, it's not going to be televised in any way. <laughs> we were like, this is the most confusing thing in the world. Hmm. Like, I was so shocked. Like, I kept seeing, um, what's our favorite guy that writes for Vanity Fair? Oh, Richard Lawson. Yeah, I kept seeing him tweet over the weekend, like thing, like jokes about like the Golden Globes, and and I was like, I'm confused because I didn't think that those are happening. Like his tweets were still funny to me, but like, and then he was like talking about how he was running the Golden Globes Twitter account, and I was like, what is happening? So then I like went over to the Golden Globes Twitter account and realized that they were literally just like announcing the winners via tweet, and I was like, wait, this is so weird. It's so confusing. Anyway. And I, I feel kind of bad for the winners because it's like the most anticlimactic award win of all time. And yet it's kind of prestigious. Mm-hmm. Like they were, they're then forced to like record a response. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And post it on their own <laughs> socials. <laughs> well, and I'm sure you saw the hilarious tweet that the Golden Globe sent out about West Side Story that everyone was making fun of and then they de- like they deleted the tweet did you see that last no, night no I didn't see that I cause I yeah I, I got off my plane and I was seeing everyone making jokes about this tweet because West Side Story won best picture for musical comedy or comedy and the Golden Globe's official Twitter I have a screenshot but that says this tweet has been deleted <laughs> And it says, if laughter is the best medicine, West Side Story movie is the cure for what ails you. And everyone was like, this movie is not funny. The people die. And so then later they they took down that tweet and then they changed it to, if music is the best medicine, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) So everyone show why those two things should not be. In one category. Exactly. Yes. Like, most musicals, I would say, are dramas. Like, extreme dramas. West Side Story may be the most, the least comedy, most drama musical of all. Like, yes. Ridiculous. If laughter is the best medicine, and it's like, West Side Story will cure your COVID. (laughs) Go and laugh your ass off at the movie theater to West Side Story. (laughs) Like, that's so weird. Like, the little, like, phrases before... Why did they even have to do those? Why couldn't they just say, like, the winner to this category is... Because the one that I bookmarked Mm -hmm. was... It says, hacks can laugh all the way to the bank with this one. Congratulations on taking home the Golden Globe for best musical slash comedy series. Like, who wrote (sighs) these? It's so bad. And I also want to know... 
Like, was someone live tweeting these out? Did they have them already, like, scheduled to go in Hootsuite? As a social Mm. media manager, please tell me. How did they do it, Jordan? (laughs) I feel like (laughs) if no one is there, like, ripping open an envelope and no one's watching this live, they had to have pre-scheduled all these. And their, their social media team was probably like, wow, this is the best Golden Globes ever because I can just, I don't have to work tonight. And little did you know... You're right, though, that it's, like, these these little quips they have at the beginning are, like, they're like a bot wrote them. They're, like, yes. so bland and weird and straight up incorrect and the for the West Side Story <laughs> one. Ugh. Very funny. But I guess congrats to Hacks and West Side Story and Succession. They, they won quite a few. Hacks can laugh all the way to the bank. <laughs> That's like, so what? funny. <laughs> like, it's like maybe if this were like a, a show about bank robbers or something. <laughs> I don't know. Like, it's just stupid. That was all my news. I know that was a lot and I'm really sorry. It was all very important in my opinion. I agree. Okay. Our top three this week is in conjunction with Search Party Season 5. And just a disclaimer, uh, this conversation on search party, conversation, discussion, whatever you want to call it, is going to be filled with spoilers because we figure, I don't know why anyone would listen to this episode. If you hadn't already watched search party and were a fan of search party, or I guess if you just like hearing us talk, which is very nice, um, but for our top three um we are ranking our uh the test subjects that we would invite to join our cult because in the season they invite a bunch of influencers to like come be test subjects to like be enlightened and give the i mean they don't call it a cult but it is a cult (laughs) to give them like good pr so these are the TV characters that Jordan and I would um, invite to get enlightened and give us some good PR. Okay, Jordan, who's one of your test subjects? Um, someone who I think, I think that she she would have like very genuine interest, not like even outside of the influencer realm. I thought of Jennifer Coolidge on White Lotus. Mm-hmm. Um, I think she would just like legitimately really want this, like she's seeking out all sorts of ways to be happy in life. Mm -hmm. And there's like the elitist factor that it's like, they're kind of like, oh, like you have to be worthy of this pill and you have to like, like, are you open to it kind of thing, you know? And like right now it's like, it's hard to get the pills at, at certain parts of the series and, um, I just think she would really be here for that. She would, you would probably just have to say like the enlight, like the word enlightenment to her and she would like come running and she's very wealthy. And I think she's, she kind of has like the vibe of being relatively well-connected. Like she has enough money to get the word out and start businesses. So mm-hmm. I think she could be pretty influential. I like that answer a lot. She, I think she would definitely sign up immediately and just be, a real joy to have around. Yeah. 
I would. A lot of this is like, what characters do I want to see interacting with the search party cast? You know, <laughs> this is actually. I would kill for John Early to be cast on White Lotus. Oh my gosh. Tweet it to, tweet it to Mr. White. I've got to do it. Just seems like a really natural fit. Yes. Um, my number three is Rue from Euphoria. I feel like, uh, a she could use the enlightenment even if it was a placebo effect situation, because it would help her just like kind of be honest with herself and, um, with others, I guess too. Mm-hmm. And I also think that it would be kind of hilarious because it would be like, I think it would turn her into like the complete opposite of her whole vibe. <laughs> and I th- I think it would make everyone around her, aka cool slash not really cool, but really hip teens. Um, they would be influenced by Rue, Rue's transition. And it's kind that. of interesting because she has almost died quite a few times. <laughs> so she's been very close to actual enlightenment. That would be interesting. Like, would she actually, because of that, like, could she be almost competition for Dory? Yeah. Who's like, I died and that's why I know this. <laughs> she's and she'll like, be well, like, I died me too. too. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Um, my number two, it's, it's actually funny. Cause I feel like I, I hate when the things I think of are just like, so fr- because things shows are fresh in my mind. And so I'm thinking mm-hmm. about it more, you know? Um, but I honestly, I think almost a lot of the characters from Emily in Paris would be good candidates for this because they're all mm-hmm. like, they're all kind of like, seems like they have like expendable income and also are very uh present on social media and are like young and kind of into like this like new lifestyles and stuff but i've got to go with the queen emily herself because i think that um she's the first one jeff goldblum might go for because like everything she could tweet a a single emoji on her instagram (laughs) goes viral so (laughs) um yeah. And I also think that she would be like, oh, like I'm already. And I mean, we kind of talked about last week. She's actually very closed off and not very honest. So it's like if this kind of thing would work, then she could benefit from that. And totally. Um, And I think, too, she's the kind of influencer that's like aspirational um, profiles that people follow on social media. So like. She would be doing like lives and being like, here I am live from whatever they like called their little clubhouse or whatever with all the different, (laughs) the color kids and stuff. Like I just just, like see that in this show. Like you don't even really have to try to imagine Lily Collins being cast as this. (laughs) No, not at all. She'd be perfect. Um... I'm realizing now that mine are kind of all um, people who are just really subdued and I, and I just really want to see them act really enlightened. <laughs> so I guess this is all of my choices are very selfish. Um, but my 
Number two choice is Roy Kent from Ted Lasso. I just think that he would be hilarious because he would be like not wanting to do it at all. With a little convincing, I think he would. And then it would just be hilarious to see what he was like. And it could change sports forever, making true, which I think would do really great press. So, and Keeley could take it and run with it. I can see Keeley telling him, like, this is a great opportunity. Like you have, you to need to do this it. for your career. Yeah, this is my first job at my new PR agency. Seriously. Um, my so my number one. I knew that I wanted to pick one of the Roys, and honestly, you could make an argument for any one of the Roy kids mm-hmm. to do this slash kind of be talked into the cult because it's like, oh, finally, I can kind of like be the prime choice to succeed in the company and stuff, you know, and like be Mm -hmm. CEO. And now that I'm thinking about it, I don't know if this is the right answer, but I picked (laughs) the strangest Roy of all, Connor. (laughs) Connor. He's, I mean, he would be the easiest to get to say yes. He would say yes without any question. Exactly. He, I mean, he already was like, he's kind of touchy feely, hippy dippy, living off in his little, like, when, in season one when they're living, where are they again? In like New Mexico. New Mexico. Yeah. Okay. And like, he already, the my only thing is that I wonder if he would really cooperate as like kind of a minion, like a follower. Like, he would want to be the cult leader, but mm. like, he would never be as convincing as Dory ever. But I think she would, it's like maybe if she gave him kind of like a special job that wasn't actually that special, but like make him feel important, then like they could really use the Roy influence, even though he is like the loserest of the family. But like, I just, I don't, I think that he would just like show up and be like, I'm willing to pay you millions, millions of my dad's money Mm -hmm. and for those pills because I just, I need to be enlightened. Wow. So. I love it. And I think he would bring along um his fiance, girlfriend. What? Oh, 100,000 <laughs> percent Willa. Yes. <laughs> and she would probably be kind of like more like doubtful about it than him, but I think she would still mm-hmm. go along with it. She would go along with it and then she would get enlightened and then leave him and then he would regret everything. Yeah. And well, and this is all assuming that the pills actually, this isn't a world where the pills work. <laughs> <laughs> or the placebo is just so strong. Maybe that... she would. Yeah, that's true. They all have like, like the um, test people never had r- real pills. They were, it was all in their head and placebo effect. Mm hmm. So that's yeah, true. And- it is. It's like Dory just using like, basic psychology things mm-hmm. to like quote-unquote help them and yeah. it like blew their minds <laughs> i can also see like willa comes to the little compound with them but i can see her like leaving connor for jeff goldblum's character <laughs> oh my gosh yes and running that away would, with him that would happen um okay my number one is don draper it's basically just like 
me wanting Mad Men back because it's kind of like where the series ended. It's like he's getting enlightened. And so yes. it's just more of that and seeing what happened, what happens to Don Draper when he is enlightened. And also, I would love to see what kind of marketing campaign he would come up with to really sell it. That's so genius. Because there really is, there's a, there's a big part of Don that really likes that stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm, wow it would have been really interesting if in the actual season of the show because all the influencers were like the same age it would have been really funny if they'd had like a wider variety of like some like more boomers in the mix and as those color people you know but like they Mm -hmm. were going after very specific people like with the social media followings but it just would have been very funny if they'd had like one like, what if they'd had, like, kind of, like, a Sharon says so, <laughs> like, style person? Like, someone who's really popular on social media but is not, like, your typical blogger? <laughs> oh, that is such a random answer. I love it. <laughs> yeah, good point. That would have been really fun. But, yeah, they almost, they mostly only went for TikTok generation kids. Yeah. Uh. Um... All right, well, that leads us to the main event, (laughs) 35 minutes in, (laughs) Search Party Season 5. What were your overall thoughts and feelings? Um, I loved it. I... I feel like when the season was first starting, like, the very first episode, I was like, wow, this episode is so good, and... I liked how much um, it was kind of feeling like almost like season one, not not the full season, but I feel like the first couple episodes felt very kind of like grounded in like just the characters having conversations like it just kind of felt like old school search party, which was really, mm-hmm. really fun. And but then I still I also liked as it started just like kind of exploding into kind of the madness of um the pills and the like as it's literally becoming a cult but it all still kind of like I just felt like it still it worked so much even though it was like completely spun out of control if that makes sense Mm -hmm. but yeah I I really really enjoyed it even though it's like I never could have predicted ever in my life where this the final season of this show would ever go (laughs) No, like, even in the previews, we were like, wait, does Dory start a cult? And, like, that is kind of what happened, but also it's so much more. Seriously. Like, um, even as it was going, even though we were seeing, like, oh, this cult is clearly going to end horribly and it's going to be a suicide cult, I didn't, I didn't predict <laughs> zombies. I didn't. No. There's no way. I even as it was like getting to be the final episodes of the season, I didn't know it was going to go there. Me neither. Me neither. I um, yeah. I was thinking of the series as a whole, and it really is funny to like compare each season because I do feel like this season is pretty similar in like wackiness to season four, just because it was so wild that like Dory was in this like 
um, Pretty Little Liars A house. Like that whole storyline was like just as wild to me as like the whole cult storyline. So I kind of mm-hmm. liked that they were just like, we already kind of made this show really wild. So we're just going to keep it like that and even like up a couple notches. Totally. Um, but yeah, like the very first episode of the season is one of my, I was dying. I don't know if it's just because like I missed them so much, but like the whole first episode, I was like laughing out loud the whole entire time. And um, it just was so perfect to me. And uh, yeah, I watched the whole season in one night. I don't know if I would recommend that because I already feel like I, um, I'm sure I missed some things and I just didn't get to savor it as I, well as I should have, but, um, I was too excited and had nothing to do. So it was perfect. <laughs> the perfect and, combination. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, I think, well, something you said about how it's like, I mean, it's hard to imagine that they could get do like um a more out there season than season four, but they did it with this. Mm-hmm. But they still have the characters behaving true to their characters that they've had the whole time. And I think that's why it works. Like it wasn't for me, if they had just like gone so far beyond reality, really just to do just to do something weird for the final season and big then it would have like I don't think it would have worked but it's like Dory's always had this like egomaniac inside of her mm-hmm. um and they Elliot- somehow have made her like she still evolves every season into like something totally different but yes. she still has her like core traits and that is like done so well yes it's like it's really genius and like the way that like Portia it's like Portia's she thinks she's in love with Dory but it's just like the classic cult leader thing where Mm -hmm. she's just so like desperate to be like this person that like she thinks it's I, I what I what I thought was so funny it was like it felt like after learning about so many cults after all these years, it was really funny seeing the different references to like real life cults kind of things. Like mm-hmm. the it's, I could not remember her name, but the Nexium girl who's like actress mom tries to go in and save her just like mm-hmm. the Royal family stuff did. And um, obviously like the cults that were people like brand themselves. Like I was just like, wow, like this, it seems too weird and creepy to be true, but like this is so grounded in like real cult behavior. Like it was so well done. I saw um, a post where they were like, "All my watching of Nexium and Wild Wild Country really prepared me for this season," and it's yes, so true. I, that is exactly how I feel. Um, and like in the way that Elliot, it's like he's like he <laughs> is still a liar. It totally, like, all these things that, like, they set up these characters that, and it's, like, still comes back in this final season. Like, him and his FOMO is the freaking hilarious, how he's so jealous. His FOMO of not being (laughs) with Dory is honestly top tier. I I was obsessed. I thought it was so funny. When he walks back in 
to the house after he and Dory <laughs> hooked up or whatever happened out whatever there. Whatever they they may have just like <laughs> kissed for one more minute. We have no we'll never know. They may have actually had sex. We will literally never know. And he probably and I, just like tousled his hair as he was walking back in. <laughs> yes. He probably had to like vomit in the bushes first before he came in. Um the only thing that I liked better than that was when he was Dr. Carpet. <laughs> I saw a tweet that asked if we can have a Dr. Carpet spinoff, and I say yes, please. Please. It was so... And the way that he he talked absolutely killed me. Like, his little accent that he would put on. It's actually funny that he had to kiss two girls in this season. <laughs> oh my gosh, I did not think about that. That is so funny. The things they put him through. Oh my gosh. <sighs> um... Another thing I loved was, I can't remember if we talked, if we kind of were like having guesses for the final season when they were announcing like specifically that Jeff Goldblum was going to be in the last season. Because mm-hmm. it's like a lot of times in, in season four, especially they like um, a lot of guest stars would kind of show up and they wouldn't be in like that much of it. So I was really surprised that Jeff Goldblum was like so important in the season. Mm-hmm. Um, and I felt like, he was such a like natural fit with the cast and like as this really odd character with like a lot of darkness to him and I I really loved him this season and like I thought it just was a really good addition. He was truly perfect casting because he's so charming like I could probably fall into his cult by accident. Oh, totally. Well, and I loved I loved the moment when he was telling Dory when she's like are these jelly beans and he's like yeah, like he's like, I'm, it's not possible. Like, we just got to ride this wave. Where it's like he knows, like it was just so like interesting and like so disturbing, you know, like. Mm-hmm. And really, they really played off each other really well too. Um, alias Shawcat and Jeff Goldblum. Like, mm-hmm. it was a really interesting pairing. Um, alias Shawcat, honestly, every single season. Every person needs to get an Emmy, but I really, she really needs awards from her search party work because, like, she, she has to do so much and she is such a creepy character. Like, the Dory is a monster and she does it amazingly. Like, I, it's just, it's so upsetting if this show never gets a single nomination for anything. Yeah, I completely agree. Like the first uh the first time she's on screen in the the first episode, I my mouth was just like on the floor because I was just like astonished at how at her performance cuz like it was so good. Mm-hmm. It was wild. Um back to just a, something I wanted to say in regards to Dory and Jeff Goldblum's character. Is that I do think that I didn't really think about this until you were talking about it, but it is really funny how she kind of fell for his whole charm, even though she didn't think she did and didn't want to, because like she went into that whole meeting at the very beginning, very like wary of like what he what his intentions were and like kind of will this work? And then she fell for it and it didn't work out in the end. And I don't think she would ever admit to the fact that she fell for it. She probably would have said like all along she was like hesitant, but very interesting. 
that even the people who think that they aren't going to fall for it do. Yeah, that's so true. Um, also, we have to give it up to Elliot's new son. I think that's my favorite storyline of the season. (laughs) Aspen is incredible. I honestly think I scared my neighbors when he started peeing his pants. I was laughing so hard. I might have sounded like a dead cat, like a dying cat. I don't know, but I lost it. Oh my gosh. That kid was good. That kid was so good. He was amazing. Like, and I love that we still don't even really know exactly what he is. And like, we don't even really know like exactly how or what happened between him and uh, the pool boy played by Julio Torres, who we love. Love And him. I was so happy. He was so great. He was, he wasn't, he was barely in it and he was amazing. Like mm-hmm. he, his scenes were so short and that they, they were so good. Oh my gosh. Can I have an ice cream for after what I've seen? <laughs> <laughs> also gotta give it up to uh, Mark. Elliot's partner. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, He's always he's always there. He all Elliot always gets him to come back. And but his scenes, it was interesting this season because it's usually such a plot point that like Elliot gets so tired of Mark the second he like <laughs> recommits to Mark. But it was really funny kind of seeing them actually like cuz because they had this like common enemy of Aspen. It's like we actually saw them like as a partnership and I really liked mm-hmm. that actually even though it was at their expense. Mm-hmm. like even like Elliot had like learned to like how to be in a relationship with him like with the food that he made and he was just like sorry Mark is really bad at that and you just have to pretend and then I just throw it in the vase <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot about that that was so <laughs> funny oh, like oh they had they just like learned how to be in a relationship with each other whether it was healthy or not seriously yeah I loved I loved that aspect of another, it. Another another one of my favorite storylines is I always love uh Munchausen by proxy storyline. And I was not expecting that. No. I thought that was so funny. Another another perfect um a perfect um way that they like kept characters like as they were in the first season like Portia still had this like um kind of crazy storyline but it still fit really perfectly with her character totally like her she's been desperate to be loved since season one like with her mom Mm -hmm. and her mom and that like Canadian French guy yes Mathieu (laughs) (laughs) oh yes how could I forget his name Oh my gosh. It's so, it is really so funny remembering seasons one and two and comparing them to where we are now. Well, that's kind of one of my questions I have for you is um, thinking back to seasons one and two and then how this series ended. Like, do you think that they would have ended it like this if we hadn't been in a pandemic? I don't know. I feel like. It's the pandemic 
plus the fact that like because didn't tbs like try to they like canceled search party and then hbo max picked it up and like rescued it is that how it went down before season three because like the tonal shift from two to three was pretty like that was probably the most different jump Mm -hmm. and i wonder if they were kind of like okay we don't really need to do this like the way we've been doing it for these first two seasons we can kind of do anything we want and we might Mm -hmm. as well do that because we've been canceled once already like we might as well just go for it kind of thing is how i i mean and i have no real quotes to back that up or anything that's just kind of how maybe it feels that way but then it's like the way that season five ends it you can't help but think about pandemic rules like how they have to get scanned to be like you're a human and like Mm -hmm. quarantining yeah yeah i don't know it's pretty messed up to think about but it's really accurate yeah well and it's interesting too because like they're kind of quarantined this whole season like the whole um enlightenment gang is like just holed up in that building Mm -hmm. so it's like there's just kind of this like quarantine aspect of like this entire season that's kind of interesting Mm -hmm. Mm. yeah i I would just be curious to know, like, the, from the showrunner, um, kind of what his thoughts, his name's Charles Rogers, um, maybe where he was anticipating it would end when he first started it, started it, and then if it shifted or if that was kind of always the plan. I'm very intrigued. I like the ending. I just am curious when it shifted I've- or if it shifted. Yeah, I feel like there's I I don't feel I feel like there's no way they could have planned out this final season. No. From the beginning. And I don't think that's a bad thing. But I just I just feel like it went in some directions that I never would have gone in, right? Like if <laughs> yeah, this was the plan I, yeah. the whole way through, I just I feel like that would there's just no way. Yeah. Um Anything else that we haven't covered or need to or should? I did think it was so funny, and I'm I'm actually glad it didn't go on much longer. Um, Portia and Drew, oh, <laughs> dating my. and hating every second of it. They lasted kind of a long time. <laughs> yeah, it's true because they did like that six month jump. But yeah. I was kind of thinking that that was like them being this kind of weird couple was going to be like a plot for the whole season mm-hmm. and um I was glad that it stopped because it was really it was I I really do like when there's um when they show that like two like attractive people might have zero chemistry <laughs> <laughs> and that's okay <laughs> like it was so funny because it's like we've seen Drew and Dory have like some really steamy make out love scenes mm-hmm. and then watching him and, and when he oh that was that was the moment that I texted you when he was like let the sex begin or something and I was like <laughs> I just heard that in cousin Greg's voice and I was like wow I never ever thought about how similar he kind of is to Nicholas Braun they're like similar ages they're freakishly tall they're both cute you know 
and like kind of weird yeah like they're weirdos they're like little they're like quirky tall boys that like Mm -hmm. but like you like them like it yeah so i was just like wow that was so they're just like constantly narrating things i guess (laughs) (laughs) and like when they're agitated they're like they kind of have a hard time expressing actual like anger (laughs) Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like they are probably twins they really are so i just never thought about how similar they are but like they are they're two sides of the same coin or whatever of a so put in insert a phrase that is kind of like that and that's <laughs> it <laughs> hmm. uh i think that's a great point and um I also think it really worked because then I loved when they like were breaking up with each other and were like, I'm seeing someone and like, oh, good, because I am too. (laughs) And then when they're like still not connecting the dots, when they're like, I'm confused because how are you seeing someone? I'm with you all the time. And they're like, same. Like they still don't notice. Uh, Wow. Well, then when it's like when they're having that presentation and like, Dory kisses Portia and kisses Drew. And then Elliot, he's not shook by that. He's like, no kiss for me. <laughs> it's just because so I'm sure that he funny. doesn't think anything of Portia and uh, Dory. So I'm sure it was just like, oh, like I'm just being left out of this like group situation and not like a romantic situation. Yeah, like, he doesn't stop to think that this is weird. And because, like, it's pretty much, like, it will, I don't know. He's not really thinking of it as, like, I should be looking out for red flags of this being a cult. But, like, that is a red flag if, like, the cult leader is just, like, sexually involved with, like, so many of the members (laughs) of the cult. Like, Mm -hmm. Keith Renee, like, well, name a cult leader and that's how it is, you know? Mm -hmm. So... The fact that he didn't really think about, like, this is actually a really weird dynamic. He was like, great, no one wants me. <laughs> like, it was just really so Elliot and so funny. Um, one, la- one last thing that I remembered we haven't even spoken about yet is Chantal. Oh, my gosh. My my favorite Chantal plotline in a while, actually. It was so good hilarious when 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 someone comes in and is rescuing them i was like it's gonna be chantal it's gonna be i chantal. could tell yeah i yeah. knew it i knew it was it was so funny um <laughs> it was just the whole thing because it's also funny because it's almost like if they had found chantal like one second before kathy griffin found her chantal <laughs> would have gotten wrapped up in the enlightenment cult i'm sure oh like yeah. she She's just destined to be a cult follower. Yes. Oh, my gosh. It was so funny. And it was such a good way, too. Like, in her bunker, that reminds me of the part when they, like, Elliot sees that girl that he knows. And they're like, oh, my gosh, hi, like, underneath in the bunker. And that was so season one also. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, that girl's crazy. (laughs) Like... (laughs) oh I hate her like it was just so like normal like a normal conversation like just little moments like that that like kept the season from just like spiraling into complete complete chaos you know Mm -hmm. and I love the scene of um Chantal and Dory kind of fighting over who's responsible for all of this yes (laughs) 
Because oh it's true. Gosh. Is it the chicken or the egg? I don't know. I don't even know. I don't know whose team I'm on. It actually is so true because I was like, no, Chantal, this time Dory actually is correct. It is all about her. But would she have spiraled like this if it hadn't been for Chantal in the first place? Don't think so. I don't know. Maybe she would have. I also, I did think it was funny. Um, it's one of the, I think it's the final scene where she's walking and there's all those missing people posters. Wow. Mm-hmm. That was brilliant. I love that. Was that was so good. It was so good. Um, anything else that we missed? I don't think so. I think we've talked about literally every, every tiniest thing I loved. <laughs> The only other thing that's coming to mind is just the costuming and Portia and Elliot's perfect costumes. Did you see the Sex in the City costume comparison between Elliot and Miranda? Oh, yes. (laughs) Like the poncho (laughs) and the hat? Yeah, it's just so so good. good. Uh, Oh, my gosh. Oh, one other... Since we're getting into the, like... We're we're allowing (laughs) ourselves to be... Um, talking about the smaller things, one thing that really, really cracked me up and was also very season one about like, like red herrings and just like things that don't amount to anything is when Drew is like following, I mean, it did amount to something, but when he's like following the trail of that knife from that lady (laughs) and then it like gathers all those people and it's basically just like being a parody of it. And so it's like all these adults and I was dying because you have like Pete Hornberger from 30 Rock and like all these and they're like, oh, wow. And and when Drew, I mean, we just love to see Drew throw a tantrum too because it's Mm -hmm. just so funny. He's like, do you know how far I drove? Like, it's so late now. It's dark outside. (laughs) All for, and it's like, it's just so funny. Uh, But honestly, I obviously knew he was going to go back to Dory, but I was like, I was really happy that he was put to, like free, like that he was like outside of the cult. Maybe he could be free, mm-hmm. but no, he, he never will be. He never will be. And that is honestly kind of hard for me because it's separating the actor from the character because yeah, we love the actor so much, but wow, the character, he just, he has issues. And like, even, um, his job that he was, <laughs> he was oh my working gosh. to promote that app. Oh my gosh, that was so another like small, just like hilarious tidbit that really didn't have anything to do with anything other than to like show that like it was clearly um a rough subject between him and Portia. So like every time Elliot brings it up, he like won't talk about it. Mm-hmm. Loved that. It was so funny. Yeah, I just, wow, I loved it. Me too. I'm sad. I'm sad too. But I I think they, like, I can't imagine how much crazier they could get. Like, they really ended it with a bang. Yeah, totally. Something I was kind of thinking about earlier is, like, the show starts out with, like, Dory and her friends thinking like they're fi- like finding meaning in all these things that actually don't matter and she doesn't really make a difference you know like she thinks she's saving someone's life and then it doesn't actually matter anything she does doesn't actually matter Chantal just ran away 
and then in the end, literally, like, her actions ended up mattering more, like, you know, like, bringing about the apocalypse. Like, it just kind of, like, became the exact opposite of how it started. <laughs> but again, but it's, but it's, like, it, that's, and so in that way, it's kind of the opposite. But also, it's the same, where it's, like, season one, all of her actions led to someone's death. And then in season two, like, another death and blackmailing and, like, ruining her friends' lives. And then see, and it just keeps escalating from there on all up until literally like the world is burning <laughs> mm-hmm. because of Dory. Like, hmm. well, it's so good. another thing I was thinking of, um, cause at the beginning of this season when she like, well, Hey, how did she get a cell phone so fast? That was, I was thinking that too. A question I had because there's no way that a patient who's like in a bad enough space spot that they're at one point in a straight jacket is gonna like get their cell phone immediately no like that was she the would, plot like, hole. escaped so quickly like there's she didn't like grab it from there and she had been in there for so long and she had a mm-hmm. brand new iphone mm-hmm. mm. good so eagle eye golf at it again there's, there's my plot hole but i also loved that because when she started live streaming i was like does she even have any like followers? I'm surprised she has social media. And then I remembered mm-hmm. that like she got Insta famous in season three. Oh from yeah, and that's the like court case. And then that's why so, she got kidnapped and stuff. Yeah. So I like that, but I still want to know where she got the phone. It seems a little really too like, convenient. Yeah. Um, I really like those points that you made about connecting the first season and where we ended up. And so I'm sorry I ruined your beautiful point to end on by asking, where'd she get the phone? (laughs) You didn't at all. This has been kind of like just us listing out. I mean, because this is actually, usually we chat a a little bit about the shows before we record the podcast episodes. But this time it's kind of like for Search Party, we're allowing ourselves to just say all of our thoughts. Put it all out there on the table. I think that's fair and i think we deserve that i think it's beautiful Um, we've dedicated our lives to this tv show and have been like preaching the good word about search party for a really long time so well all of this is to say is that we are very excited to see where each of these actors go i am just i mean john early has already kind of been on the up and up but put him in literally everything please mm-hmm. yeah and like yeah meredith hagner and john reynolds they need to they need to be in all the things too yes which i don't see I them nearly like, as often no but i'm hoping that um that will change soon too yeah because they're all amazing um yeah yeah can't wait and maybe we'll get a reunion episode or season <laughs> later on Aww. down the road <laughs> or a we do have of elliot in la <laughs> oh my gosh yeah that was funny that he just like threw that in at the end kind of mm-hmm. wow i would love a spinoff i mean i hope that john early keeps making like short films 
Um, Great point. Because they're really good. If you don't, if you don't already follow John Early on Instagram, a you should. B he posted a short film of him and the cast of Search Party, um, and it is just like really good and perfect and hilarious. Uh, I wonder too because that <laughs> the his latest creation, um, gets a little gruesome, and I feel like that was kind of like foreshadowing like getting me ready for this new season because like this was i mean i guess season four also was was like pretty violent so many disturbing scenes i was very disturbed by the face crystals the burns (laughs) (laughs) that was so freaky um even though what color would you get if you were gonna get one oh great question probably out of the colors that they were or any color you want any color because i want to be pink (laughs) (laughs) i'd probably be like a cobalt blue yeah wow great choice or black well i was actually thinking when you were saying um roy kent he could get a black one yeah too that'd be perfect for him very interesting oh okay i just having them all those zombie moments in that like gigantic like play place (gasps) oh my gosh and then them escaping on the on like the go-kart slash a bumper car i was like that doesn't even that barely looks like a go-kart that is like a bumper (laughs) car that was so funny and like the filming in the laser tag area i was like has anyone ever done this because this is amazing and so fun and it looked just like every other laser tag place that i've been in (laughs) yes oh my gosh it was so good yeah that was one of my favorite scenes actually yeah so i'm I'm glad glad i remembered yeah because that was that was very very iconic and it was fun portia was really interesting this season because it's like it was very funny seeing her i mean she starts at a very low point Earlier, Taylor and I were talking about her acting class she teaches. And it was funny because she really seemed like she was like 45 years old instead of like <laughs> 30 years old. <laughs> that was one of old. my top three scenes. And I think she deserves an Emmy for that scene she was, alone. She was so good. And so then seeing her like finally feel like feeling like misguidedly that she has this purpose now in the cult and like mm-hmm. seeing her be cult Portia was so entertaining but then, like, also seeing her when she finally sees the zombies, like, zombie survival mode Portia was also amazing. So it's like she was doing so many different things this season. It was really mm-hmm. fun. <sighs> yeah, we love Portia. It was just, um, yeah. I felt, yeah. I felt very good about this season, even though it was completely bananas. Agree. And I feel like we got, um, I feel happy with every character and kind of how they ended up and feel like it was all true to character. And I, yeah, don't, I don't have any notes for the creator. (laughs) No notes. Only about the cell phone in the beginning, but we can look past that. Yeah. It's fine. Um, all right. Miss you already search party. Uh, who's your crush of the week? Hmm. I mean, it's really hard to choose 
out of these four people, like, I th- I don't know. I think maybe my all-star really was John Early, especially the Dr. Carpet scenes and, like, <laughs> The, the way that he was just so... I like imagining Dr. Carpet as your crush of the week. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> well, his, like, really... Occasionally, he had such a strong, like, New York accent that was just... <laughs> like, that was... It would be, like, so funny when he was talking, and then suddenly he would say, oh, I know exactly the part. It's, like, who knows how it's going to come out of my mouth. But when he's, like, apologizing to... What's her name? Dr. Benny. <laughs> for breaking her heart and he's like i'm a dog like he says like the weirdest <laughs> it's just so funny <sighs> and he was just like so like the classic elliot that we love and every other scene so he's he's my crush this week um great answer i yeah i have to give it up to the whole cast i However, I'm going to choose a crush from a different show because I'm not really going to have an opportunity to talk about this show, probably. Ooh. Um, so it feels like a little bit of a jolt changing directions here. But I did finally start watching Yellowstone and um, Casey Dutton, played by Luke Grimes. I was very surprised at how hot he got to me after, like, one episode and... I'm very into him now, and I'm not attracted to cowboys at all, except for him. Very hot. And I'm into the show. Oh, good. Did you ever find a way to watch it without commercials? Here's my trick that I, I don't know if it's a trick or not, but I was watching it on my, like, Xbox. Xbox? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What? (laughs) Wow, that oh my was funny. Gosh. Um, my Xfinity box. I think they call it like a flex or something. Anyway, I was watching it on that because I get free Peacock with that. But then I realized I could sign into my Peacock account on my Apple TV. And that oh. works way better because I feel like I could watch like four episodes in a row without and like one commercial would happen every like four oh. episodes. Well, so it was bad. actually much better. I'm scared that like saying that out loud is gonna like make Peacock fix their app on their on Apple TV or something. It'll jinx it, but but it's been working out great. I'm sure they won't hear. It's their loss if they don't listen to the podcast because they don't find out things like that. <laughs> Someone at Apple TV Plus or Peacock or something, just Apple or TV. something. Um, wow, anyway. love I love an extracurricular crush. Yeah, it's fun. Um, watched a lot of TV this week, and it was all great. But Search Party was the best, and we'll miss you. But excited to follow, keep following them on Instagram and as their journeys as actors. Yes, feels like I'm like eulogizing them. I know, or like you're giving their the speech the valedictorian speech at their graduation (laughs) (laughs) throw your hats in the air for the season five series finale of search party 
You did this it. One's... <laughs> you did it. <laughs> Class of 2022. <laughs> wow. <sighs> Proud of us. But mostly them. Thanks for letting us ramble on about our favorite show. And we will catch you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.